the wind from your clap through my microphone somehow i i recoiled at my own clap it was very intense wow well what a way to what a way to start what a way to start what a way to end the season beautiful the beginning of the end no the end is the beginning is the end time is a flat circle so get a tattoo of the infinity sign on your lower back just for yourself uh, welcome to the final episode of season three of Cool Story. We are just kind of recapping thoughts, feelings, emotions following the Dragon Reborn. Oh, I can't, I can't believe it's over. Let's start with kind of like the biggest question, which is how did you enjoy the third book and in comparison to the first two? I think it's my favorite so far. Okay, great. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite so far. I really liked the perspectives we got in it. I really liked a lot of the developments that happened, and mm-hmm. I thought that the pacing was really good and consistent. Okay. So I think for me, both storyline-wise and just readability-wise, it was my favorite so far. Yeah, I think in The Great Hunt, we kind of got two main storylines, like Rand and then Egwene and Nynaeve in Elaine. Mm-hmm. And in this one, we got more kind of like forks off of those with like, more Matt and more Perrin and a lot more Egwene and Nynaeve. Yeah, but I just lo- I loved it. I loved the the different stages of growth throughout all of them. I like the characters who they're all becoming more mm-hmm. in this book too. So that was also it's more so more enjoyable to read their chapters when you are enjoying their perspectives more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you have like standout moments from this book? Um. I mean, there's I, there's a lot. It's going to be hard to remember, make sure I don't blend any together, but or blend any other book events together with this <laughs> one, I mean. Oh, boy. Okay, so for sure, I really loved the meeting of Fael. Okay. And the development of that character. I love that there's like a new kind of cast member, mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like. Yes, yes. So I really enjoyed that. And I hated, but I'll never forget, like the scene of, and maybe because it wasn't that long ago, of when Egwene enters Teleron Riyadh and Leandrin looks right at her. Yeah. Spooky. That moment, like, always is so chilling to me because it's like, oh no, this is for real, for real. Right. Um, and just the whole process of exp- exploring Teleron Riyadh through her and Perrin really mm, enjoyed yeah. that a lot too. Yeah. Those are like standing out for me the as big moments. The the exploration of Teleron Riyadh, the introduction of Fael. I'm sure there's more. I really liked the moments of Matt waking up in the tower as well. Oh. I, I thought those were fun where he was like discovering the Swiss cheese holes in his memory and then beating up Gallad and Gowan with a quarterstaff. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I, I loved most of Matt's moments this book, actually. he This was really the book where he transforms from kind of a dick from Mm -hmm. the first well dick in book number one essentially unconscious book number two (laughs) and this one he is kind of becoming a lovable scamp in book three yeah and i i like that robert jordan chose to reveal matt's character later yeah because i think 
if we knew more about him early on, it would have been harder to deal with him being in that state for the second book. Yeah. Because I would have had a lot more sympathy for him. I would have like cared a lot more about him. And I think that's probably hard to do to a main character in book two. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think it was good that after all that stuff happens, we find out more about the context of who Matt is and wonder, because I think the first two books, I'm wondering why everyone tolerates his, his behavior <laughs> and tolerates his nonsense, <laughs> because it feels like he's a little bit like Gilligan, like <laughs> oh, uh-huh. you're getting everyone into trouble over and over again. And we're just like letting it happen because, oh, it's Matt. But, you know, now that we get to know him, we're starting to see what everyone else sees in him a little bit, his personality yeah. and who he is and why everyone, uh, you know, has, has a connection with him. Yeah, and we kind of see, despite his reluctance to be a hero and reluctance to, like, do the right thing, he clearly feels very obligated to to help people and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I also, as you were saying, that you were glad that we waited until book three to get more information about Matt. I agree with that because I think that if we had gotten some of that stuff, well, A, some of it kind of has happened as a result of the dagger, but also if we had kind of left Emmons Field in book one and like Rand can channel, Perrin can talk to wolves, Matt has soup, like it would just would have just been like everybody is like this special, super special character. And that's why they're like this perfect group leaving together. Like I just feel like the the development of those characters and those kind of mystical elements to them over time made it feel less like, you know, you've got my sword and my axe and my bow. Yeah, <laughs> it, thing, it, like, know? it does the opposite of what a lot of, like, teen mutant yes. magic movies and shows do now where like where everyone oh, has a power yeah just all of us like umbrella academy or something for instance oh like everyone God. just suddenly has a power and it's yes. this one moment that makes it happen and here we are from here on out yeah. um yeah i think it, it's a way more developed way of storytelling <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot of matt a lot of perrin and a lot of Egwene and nynaeve in this chapter not mm-hmm. a lot of rand so for the next book who are you hoping to see more of or or less of maybe hmm. i hope we see more nynaeve in next book and less Egwene. okay i love Egwene, but i feel like this book was so Egwene heavy okay and i'm not loving the way her relationship with the girls is is going mm-hmm. and i don't agree with her perspective a lot of the time on it so i would love to see nynaeve's kind of perspective going forward okay and I would love to see Elaine chapters, because I don't think we've mm. ever had one. I don't think we have yet, no. So that would be great. I would love to see a Min chapter, or Min perspectives again, because I was really enjoying okay. those when we got those in the second book. And I would like to see some of the older cast members, like Lan and Moraine, Tom. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, the we're getting a lot of the, the main five and their subsequent counterparts that they're meeting and stuff. Yeah. I want to see a little bit more of, like, the, the supporting the, cast. The, yeah, the, we're getting a lot of the new class. <laughs> I want the <laughs> original. Like the classic X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see, you know, what's Swan doing? I want to, you know, I want to mm. explore that. Hey, you haven't started the fourth book yet, have you? No, I made sure not to before this book because I didn't want to see where we're going. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Um, That's smart. I think, it, yeah. Anyway, okay, great. I'm excited that those are the things that you would like to see more of. Mm-hmm. Any guesses as to where people's storyline is going to go in the next book? 
Well, I don't know who's going to be explored, but I'll, I'll go based on, you know, the primary people. Yeah. It's Let's just imagine the... all of them to some extent. Yeah. And is, is, the sh- is it the Shadow Rising? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like that's going to have a lot to do with Forsaken and the Dark One. Mm. Okay. So the Shadow Rising, a lot of emphasis has been put on those seals, and we know that Lanfear is on the loose. So I am expecting to see... More of Perrin and Fael where they're going because they're still on their own journey, it seems like. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll see more of that. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I imagine it's going to have to do with, for some reason, you know, I predict that the the other bird in his dream is that Mayin girl. Oh, Berylene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or someone from, you know, her world and maybe that that bird is just the sigil for, I don't know, Mayin. Okay. So I imagine it's going to have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I think okay. he's going to explore more of his wolf brotherdom and, you know, how he actually transformed into the wolf in the dream world. So I'm sure we'll see more of that. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see dissent between Egwene and Nynaeve continue in some fashion. Mm. Okay. And I think that we might start to see whatever Min talked about in like book one or two when she said that Nynaeve wasn't exactly part of it all. She had her own thing. I think we're going to see the early signs of whatever that's going to be. Okay. I'm hoping we see more of Elaine's storyline, and I'm sure if we do, we'll explore more about like what's going on with Galad and um, Gawain mm-hmm. back at the White... They're at the White Tower still, suppo- presumably, right? When last we left, yes. Okay. And I have a good feeling with Elaine, we're going to see what's going on with more gaze and Elida and all that. I think we're going to see what's what's really going down over there. And then Mm -hmm. we're going to see the influence of, what's his name? Gabriel? That's it. That's the name. So I think we're going to see more of that storyline. I have no idea where we're going with Rand, but I guess we're going to go towards the Aiel. Okay. Um, So maybe we'll see a lot of Aiel in the next uh, book and see what they really believe about the man who comes with the dawn or whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. He who comes with the dawn. Yeah. Yeah. And my last prediction is we're going to see... They didn't just reintroduce Tom out of nowhere from last book, like just to dismiss him again. So mm, maybe his mm-hmm. storyline will link up with the whole whatever we find out about more gays in them, because it always sounds like he's got more to tell about that than we know. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I don't think we ever get enough loyal. So, <laughs> um, okay. Do let's play the Mary Fuck Kill game okay. with Rand, Matt, and Perrin. Okay, me first or you first? You first. Okay, I am going to switch it up. I, from last book, I'm pretty sure. Because I will still, hmm, I will fuck Perrin. Okay. Because, you know, he's had a lot of descriptive <laughs> moments in this book. And it's just really just it works cementing in my mind that that's the right move. <laughs> the right journey, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm going to kill Rand and marry Matt. Interesting. Okay. Because Rand got really no book time, this this uh-huh. book. So I really didn't glean more from him other than he's kind of accepted his destiny and becoming stronger. Yeah. But I do know that Matt has really good luck and he's kind of figuring out how to use it. And yeah. if he wants to, you know, marry me and we can live a life of fortune, I'm totally Ugh. okay with him using his power to just make us rich. That's fine yeah. with me. I don't mind. I'm not one of those people that's like, no, you're going to mess with the, the Wheel of Time and you're going to mess with it. No, mess with the Wheel of Time. 
weave what you weave get us some <laughs> cash and we'll live a nice life let me fuck Perrin on the side and we'll kill rand and then you'll everybody wins <laughs> <laughs> i you know i was originally gonna say kind of a different answer i was going to fuck matt kill rand marry Perrin, mm-hmm. but your logic has changed my mind Ooh. and now i agree with you and i would still kill rand but fuck Perrin, marry matt <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of a win situation either way it is sorry it rand. really is yeah no offense well yeah <laughs> um the annual destiny's child award is issued to <laughs> the three main characters based on their uh their role in the book. So in this book, who's Kelly, who's Michelle, and who's Beyonce? And this is for our our girls, right? No, I think it's for I think we did it for Rand Matt and Perrin. Oh really? Yeah, I think so. We should do it for both. <laughs> we should. Okay, yes, let's definitely do that. Okay, so for Matt Perrin Rand. Yes. Beyonce is Okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna give Beyonce to Matt. Okay. I'm going to give Michelle to Rand, and I'm going to give Perrin and Kelly. I think that's the correct choices. Yeah, I was originally going to give Rand to Beyonce because regardless of Rand's participation in this book, he is still, like, the main character in many ways, and he's still, like, the one who has to do all this stuff. So, you know, he's still the leader of the group, which, you know, is Beyonce. Let's be real. (laughs) But realistically, he doesn't reach his full potential in this book. No. Though try. He really only has like a couple moments in the book anyway. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of lines. Um, He tries hard on all the lines he has, but he doesn't really make as much of a splash. So he's the Michelle. Perrin is the Kelly because she's the solid, in my opinion, like glue that holds that group together from day one. She is. I think that's good. Yeah. I'm always for Kelly and I'm always for Perrin. Steady, steady, right in the middle. And, you know. Um, Matt gets Beyonce because Matt had his moment this book. Matt really he, stepped out into the front. He really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those are the right choices. I for sure would give Matt Beyonce just because I feel like he had the most screen time in where like the most was happening. Like Perrin got a lot of screen time. We got a lot of like internal Perrin development and we got mm-hmm. a lot of uh, like moments with Fail. But Matt accomplished a lot more in the book i think mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give him beyonce yeah and i'm gonna give <laughs> i don't i think Rand should even get like farah or something Ooh. like latavia wow like he wasn't even there not really so he was beyonce. there for a minute so he really should be farah you know what i'll give michelle to julian uh no i'll give michelle to tom i feel like tom helped matt kind of navigate some things and uh yeah i'll give him michelle we didn't do the Destiny's Child Award for our girls, though. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Okay. Do you um, want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to say that this was a bit of a Destiny's Child power struggle year among mm. the women. So It was like Dream Girls. I know you haven't seen it. It was. But it was sure. Dream Girls. Um, I'm going to say that Nynaeve is Beyonce because she kept it together. She kept things in the lead, but Egwene was definitely like aiming for some solos for herself. So, uh, she was, she was heading there and Mich- and Elaine is Michelle. Mm. Elaine is waiting for her moment to be Beyonce. So I wonder if, if it'll change my next book. I think she's definitely Michelle because she wanted her moments and she got them like Michelle mm. does. 
Whereas, yeah. you yeah. know, she she lasted. You know, the other ones are like Elsie, <laughs> who yeah. tried to be one True. of the girls, couldn't do it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I would say she's the Michelle, and Kelly is for sure Egwene because, you know, I'm gonna really get get this down. Kelly has a song on one of her solo albums called Dirty Laundry. Okay. From a few years ago, which I love. And it's about her, like, exposing some of her past. And it's about her mm. abusive relationship she was in. And oh, how he yeah. kind of turned her against Beyonce a little bit and convinced her. Or tried to turn her against Beyonce. Tried to convince her, like, that she was less than and her feelings about that. So that's kind of like, this is the Kelly Rowland Dirty Laundry Egwene track. Okay. Great. And then Nynaeve is the Beyonce. <laughs> I really care about these things. <laughs> um, I So I want to talk about the dreams and the prophecies that mm. we've talked about so far. And here's my question to you. Would it be okay if we, if I selected prophecies that I think you might have, if you picked up on like small indications, you might be able to guess at? Yeah. Or is that is that too spoilery for you? No, go ahead. Okay, okay. So... One of the things we see from Min is a viewing about Perrin, where she sees an Aeolian in a cage, a Tuathan with a sword, a falcon and a hawk perching on his shoulders, both female. Mm-hmm. Any guesses about those three things? Okay, so the Aeol in the cage, I feel like is, what's his name, Ruark? Gaul. Gaul, okay. Ruark is another Aeol Min, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. he's the man we met on the rooftops. Got it. Okay, so Gaul is the one that was in the cage. Correct. In the uh, in the scene when Perrin saves him. So I feel like that's yes. what that is. And he chooses that and that somehow changes his path. Okay. Um, the falcon, I think, is Fael. The hawk, I think, is related to Mayen somehow. Great. Or Mayen. And then the Tuathan with the sword. Tuathan is... I don't, I don't a... think you have enough clues for that one yet. Okay. Um, okay. So Egwene has a few dreams in this book. She sees a dream of Rand reaching for a sword made of crystal, not seeing the fine net dropping over him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's him reaching for Kalendor <laughs> and uh, not seeing the trap. <laughs> yes, correct. Rand kneeling in a chamber where a parched wind blew dust across the floor and creatures like the one on the dragon banner, but much smaller, floated on the wind and settled into his skin. So for that one, I feel like... It's referencing the, like, people of the dragon or the okay. whatever, because they all have a tattoo on their arm, he said, of, like, the dragon wrapping around. Okay. So maybe she's seeing it as snakes, like a serpent, because the, dra- the way the dragon looks. And that's what I think that has to do with. Mm. And the mm-hmm. people of the dragon coming back to follow Rand. And Rand, like, proclaiming himself as the dragon reborn, or the one mm. who walks with the dawn or whatever it is. Great. Egwene has a dream about Master Lewin in the middle of a huge toothed trap for bait. A, a, white, a white cloak putting Master Lewin in the middle of a huge toothed trap for bait. And she also has a dream about white cloaks binding her father's hands. So I wonder what that's going to be, because it obviously has to do with people in Emmons Field being in danger, which I feel like would lure them back mm, okay. home. Well, I don't know why it would only be someone for Egwene and someone for Perrin, but I wonder if it has... To... Oh, that saying that makes me feel like they'll see that in the dream world then, because they're the two that have access mm. to the dream world. So maybe that's okay. why. That reminds me of the dream that Nynaeve had. Well, not dream. The vision Nynaeve had when she went through the three arches. Oh, yeah. And she saw a possibility of like 
like wicked wisdom back home kind of taking things <laughs> yes. over or whatever um yes. i wonder if things like that actually are happening hmm. okay um we also saw or she also saw a dream of men and women breaking out of a cage and putting on crowns that either makes me feel like it's representative of their success of getting out of the the actual cage they were in you know being successful at that but it kind of makes me more feel like it has to do with the Aiel being not released but like coming out of the trifold land or the threefold land whatever it's called okay. um and you know following rand as like the leader so maybe they're like reclaiming their place in the world and that's like the idea of them getting crowns hmm. okay yeah because we also you know we saw Perrin free an Aielman from a cage, so I could see yeah. how that's connected. I just am looking to see if there's any others that you might now have enough information on, but I think that might be all the prophecies that you could potentially guess at this point. Mm, okay. Oh, you wrote something on this list that I wanted to address. Okay. Of a theory I have. It's a small okay. one, but you wrote, Okay. Um, why should Perrin have a falcon on his shoulder, and what was the importance about him choosing between the axe he wore and now a blacksmith's hammer? Oh, yeah. Okay, that is one of the visions or dreams. Yes. I feel like Perrin has always resisted having the axe because it was too violent. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't like the idea of fighting, kind of like the Tinkers. And so I feel like him, I don't know if he's giving it up or switching permanently, but him like choosing a hammer instead is choosing like a tool rather than a weapon. Mm, okay and i feel like that's more in line with what he wants and maybe the direction he wants to go in and it kind of like maybe speaks to why he ever wanted to be a blacksmith in the first place maybe it was like fate from the very beginning of him being yes and whatnot i don't know are there any relationships that you are shipping at this point hmm oh this is rough let's see i am always for Moraine and Lan. Okay. <laughs> Obvi. But I'm more... F- I used to be more for Lan and Perrin, but they haven't really had a lot of interaction, this book. Lan so, and Perrin? Yeah. Okay. So I don't really... I don't know. They're losing their connection a little bit. It's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like falling for Fael, I feel like. So that's something. So yes. I, I like that. I like the Perrin and Fael shipping. I'm into that. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like Elaine and Matt. Hmm. Okay. I like that. I feel like they have like sexual tension whenever they're around each other. Because <laughs> Matt always comments on how she's really pretty, but she always has her like nose stuck up in the air. Yeah. And she's kind of like looks at him like as this like wild child, wild card. But she also has like feelings for him. You could tell too. Like she cares about him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm into that. I don't like Min with Rand. I don't want that to happen. Even though she wasn't in this book, I can't. I don't see a okay. Gwen with Rand. I feel like Rand should really be, you know, I'm going to give Rand and Tom. <laughs> I still feel that connection between Rand and Tom. Tom's always asking after Rand. He's always happy to hear he's still alive. Rand Maybe they're in love. Oh Do God. you have any? <laughs> um, I feel like I can't say any without like giving mm, things away. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. But I've enjoyed yours. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, I am... Going to be making a little bit of a move, so we're taking a break between seasons. So we'll be taking the rest of August off, and we'll be returning on September 9th, Thursday, with our first episode of season four, where we'll be, wow, we're going to be on book four already. I know. 
Wow, the, I can't even believe it. The Shadow Rising, and I'm excited. Yeah, and I think we, by the time season four happens, that we might have some more like exciting news type stuff. Yes, definitely. We've got some things we've been working on sort of in the background, and I'm sure we'll be ready to talk more about it when we re- release our uh, premiere episode of next season. Yeah. So you better check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you would like to help us grow, the very best thing you can do is to rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're using to listen to our episodes. And the best way for other people to find our podcast is through word of mouth. So tell a friend, post about it on Reddit, find any way you can to spread the word. Yeah. And we love connecting with our listeners. So feel free to send us an email at coolstorypod at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram at CoolStoryPod and Twitter at CoolStoryPod1. And thank you so much for listening to Cool Story. See you in September. Woo! (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.